Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Uh-huh. I just feel like I've been around the block Ripping up fantasy stock Working around the clock Look at the view from the top Researching rookies a lot? No, I just be listening to pods, yeah One in particular, I'm just a messenger Let me just pass on the rock uh. Browning, brunning, bruning Pronouncing ain't what he's doing What he's doing is not losing But infusing you with new things And there's Dennis the Bennett Yeah the man is a menace, yeah. Building a dynasty, some of the finest things. Promise you, you won't regret it. Mm. Slice a fox, coach it in pop. Give him his props. Here is a thought, here is a box. And you cannot compare them at all, so don't even try. Careful with the news, but when you use a take, I take up Tony Fire. I mean dire, because anyone else is a huge mistake. Whoa. Fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table. Yeah. Fantasy round table, come take a look at the crown, baby. Hey. Fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table. Woo. Fantasy round table come take a look at the crown baby go what's going on everybody welcome to another episode of the fantasy football roundtable podcast i am your host matthew bruning you can find me on twitter at sports fanatic mb i am joined by my usual co-host for today's episode mr dennis bennett who you can follow at culture underscore coach and matthew fox who you can follow at nighthawk 7734 we are proud to be part of the drive in podcast network it is a great network mixed with different kinds of shows not all about sports these sports shows that we have on here you have us the debbie Del- Light with Ricky Valero and Chris Stoops, a great show. You also have Skates to Throats about hockey and the Wrestling Geeks Alliance. For music, we have the great and hilarious 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys and, of course, the Music City Drive-In as well with other stuff according to um, movies. I don't know why I said according to. That was stupid. (laughs) But with movies and pop culture, we have Call Me By Your Commentary, Film Optics, Geek Vibes Radio, and Top 10 with Tia. It is a great network that covers a ton of bases all the podcasts on here are amazing and if you want to check them all out you guys can just go to musiccitydrivein.com where all of those are available for today's episode dennis and matt and me will talk about our wide receiver rankings for the 2020 season wide receivers 48 through 24 All right, and we are live on Twitch and YouTube. Uh, this will drop on for the podcast audience on Thursday. How uh, we got Dennis and Matt with me today here on this beautiful Friday. How you two doing today? Yeah, I'm doing fantastic. I finished off the deck. 
cut the post down to size, put the railings on, one board short. So <laughs> I'll have to go back and get one more one by four. But so, but the wife's out there. She sent me a picture. Said she's happy. She just got out of the pool. She's kicking back on the deck. Said she could check it off her dream list. And I'm like, man, you got a sad list. <laughs> These are the dreams. The dream list changes and becomes more of a realistic dream list. Right. Think, yeah. When you get that, up there. That's My list is short and blank. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's ever going to mistake us for the, uh, for the Zenial podcast after we make our Twitter posts about throwing the back out, getting out of the <laughs> chair and building a deck. Right. So, but I'm doing pretty good out here. Uh, we just got to California a couple hours ago, so looking forward to a few days uh, by the pool. Yeah, it's a beautiful beach there behind you. Caden Alvis says, "What's up? What's going on, man? Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it." So we are doing our wide receiver ranks today. We're going to kick this off uh, with 40 through 20. Pretty sure I set this all up right this time. I've been messing with it to make sure I get this stuff right. So we'll start off there at the bottom. Dennis, I left your other guys off there because you, you passed 48. So I just wanted to, to keep it nice and clean. So I'll let uh, – Matt, since you're on the end there, I'll let you kick it off. Uh, you've got uh, at 48 and 47, Curtis Samuel and Henry Ruggs. What do you want to say about those two guys? So, you know, Curtis Samuel, uh, it's hard to tell uh, what his split's going to be with uh, Robbie Anderson and – I'm not convinced they're going to be a super high volume passing offense outside of uh, DJ Moore. So, um, you know, that's probably reflects a little bit of uncertainty putting him down there. This is actually a reversal for me. I used to have Anderson higher than Samuel, but um, maybe I've spent too much time with you guys. And so I reversed him up there. And then for Ruggs, you know, just not really knowing uh, for the Raiders exactly who's going to be kind of the lead guy for the Raiders. And, um, Ruggs, uh, you know, if you have a few games where he has long bombs, he could make it up up in there. You know, I think we've talked about they have Tyrell Williams, they have Brian Edwards, who we like, they have Hunter Renfro, they have somebody I think is going to end up in the top 48. Um, so he was my dart throw. It's interesting because uh, I was thinking about that and I just started going back over my ranks. I actually don't have a open wide receiver in my board. Well, it's hard to figure out who's going to be the guy. And if they all end up splitting or if the veterans end up playing kind of the first half of the season and then the rookies kind of take over, you could end up with nobody in the top 50, but I just took my shot. All right, Dennis, so me and you both have Emmanuel Sanders in here. I have him at 47. You have him at 48. You also have C.D. Lamb down here. Uh, what are your thoughts on those two guys? Well, Sanders is going to play that number two role in a very prolific offense. Um, Mike Thomas had 185 targets last year or something. He, he's going to have a high number of targets, and he's going to produce uh, – I would be surprised, though, if he had 185 targets and 140-some-odd catches uh, in back-to-back years. I mean, it could happen. And as an Ohio State fan, I think it, I don't think it could happen to a nicer guy. Uh, but I feel like he's probably going to be more in the 140 to 150 and, you know, the 110, 105 catch range. He could still, you know, he could pull in 105 catches and still lead the league in catches uh, and have a, a great year. 
So Sanders is probably the most well-rounded and complete wide receiver two the Saints have had in a number of years. And I think he's going to fit well with the veteran quarterback in Drew Brees. Uh, he still showed he had a little step going, uh, coming back from the Achilles tendon. Um, and then C.D. Lamb, you know, there's talk about them moving uh, Amari Cooper into the slot, playing a lot of three wide. Um, and with the number of targets that uh, were spread around last year, uh, let's see, where was it? I think uh, so the 48th receiver last year had over 80 targets. So I feel like Cooper's going to come down a little bit in his target share. Uh, then you have Witten and Cobb's targets to spread around. Jarwin is obviously going to get some of them. So I, I feel like, in my opinion, Lamb is going to get 80 to 90 targets, and that should be good enough to turn in uh, a top 48 uh, season. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you for the most part. Uh, me and Matt have him on here. We're, we're just a little bit higher than you on Lamb. Um, I've got Christian Kirk down here at 48. I just don't know what to think with Kirk. I mean, he he's shown flashes of brilliance. I think he had the three touchdown game last year. He he's been good at times. Still got Larry Fitzgerald there now. Hopkins comes over. I think both of those will affect him a little bit. Having Kenyon Drake and the way Kyler Murray likes to run, I just think his workload's going to be a little bit lower uh, than some expect. He's still going to have a good season, but I've got him down here at forty eight just because I'm expecting Hopkins to still be pretty damn good. Uh, and then Sanders, I just I agree with everything you said there, Dennis. I think he's still going to be good. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets higher than this, just being in a in a pass friendly offense like the Saints. Uh, but I felt like this is kind of where I wanted to put him at. Uh, with with him being there, Michael Thomas is definitely going to soak up a ton of uh, of the targets there in New Orleans. So next for us at forty four, I have Michael Hardman, forty five, Sterling Shepard, and forty six, Justin Jefferson. Uh, you know, for me, I just I was ranking guys I thought could be good uh, on their teams, but I wasn't expecting a lot out of. I mean, Justin Jefferson, I think, still going to get some work with with Diggs being gone. He's clearly going to be the number two, uh, whether he's in the slot or outside with Adam Thielen. I think he's going to be a pretty good player. Sterling Shepard, I'd have him ranked higher if I could trust he was going to play the whole season. Uh, but just that I know he's going to get hurt probably for at least a couple of games, maybe drop him down here, and then Hardman. He's going to have those really big games. He's going to have those games where he gets you probably 20 points, probably close to 30, depending on some long touchdown catches or, uh, you know, breaking a big play here and there. But I just don't think he has the consistency to be a top, you know, three wide receiver. So I've got him down here at 44. Dennis, give us your next three guys. Well, I have Sterling Shepard, who's going to be playing out of the slot in New York. Uh, with Shepard, Tate, and Slayton, you know, they're all – uh, going to be grouped pretty closely together, I think. Uh, Tate was just outside of my top 48. Uh, I, I feel like I'm probably selling Tate a little bit short. Uh, you could just as easily make the argument that Tate should be here and Sh Shepard should be lower. Um, but I, I, I like Shepard's game. I think he's going to be consistently in the slot versus Tate. They'll move Sl Tate outside and Slayton will be on the outside. So I, I feel like uh, Shepard has a pretty safe floor for, for targets. Uh, Anthony Miller, he's the number two on a relatively low volume. I'll say, what were there? 
what were the attempts in uh, Chicago last year? Da, 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 da. 382. Those were attempts or completions? Oh, uh, no. It, completions were like 150. I'm just ma- making those up off the top of my head. I honestly have no idea. That would have oh. sounded like a real completion number. Yeah, no, that's why I went with it. You know, I figured mine well. Okay. Uh, now, the Bears <laughs> threw the ball 580 times last year with Mitch Trubisky and Chase Daniel. Uh, I think Trubisky knows he's playing for his career right now. And Nick Foles coming in knows he's playing for his career. So whichever guy is in there is going to feel some pressure to move the ball. Uh, Allen Robinson is still the unquestioned number one. They, you know, they signed Jimmy Graham at tight end, but who knows where that's going at this stage of Graham's career. And then Tariq Cohen had a hundred targets last season. So, uh, it, it's to me, it's unquestionably Anthony Miller is the number two, and, and that's why I have him up there at, uh, as my wide receiver, forty six. Uh, and then Debo Samuel, uh, he'd be higher, but I, I feel like he's going to miss two, three, four games. He's going to be the one in Arizona at least until Brandon Ayuk proves it's him. Uh, I think Ayuk and Samuel are both going to be uh, dynamic players. I don't know if. Either one will ever ascend to that true wide receiver one role. Uh, in part, um, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is limited as a quarterback and that uh, Kyle Shanahan is going to design an offense to cover up those limitations, i.e. he's going to run the hell out of the ball. All right, Matt, who do you have here? 44, 45, 46. So at uh, 46, I have Mike Williams. You know, we talked about him when we talked about the Chargers. I think he'll have some decent games, but I think last year was probably about what you're going to see from him. So that's where I slotted him. Rager, a little bit similar to my feelings on rugs. Someone for the Eagles is going to make it into the top 48. I like him obviously better than rugs. I think he... Uh, he was the one that I took a dart throw on. You know, Alshon doesn't seem to stay healthy. Deshaun Jackson doesn't seem to stay healthy. I'm not a J-Jaw believer, so he's the one, uh, you know, I took a dart throw on. Brashad Perriman, I like him. I think he's going to have some big games, but I also think they drafted Denzel Mims, and he's going to work in there some. Crowder's in the slot. I don't know how high volume or how good that Jets offense is going to be. So I like Perriman. I like him a lot probably more in best ball. Um because I think, you know, he's one of those guys that could end up catching a couple and going for touchdowns like what we saw in Tampa Bay, but I slotted him uh, at 45, just not really defined roles and not a great pass offense. Yeah, I obviously don't disagree with you much there because I have Brashad Perriman right here in my next group. I've got him there at 42. Uh, at 41, Jalen Rager and 43, Debo. So I kind of have a mixture of a couple of the guys you guys were just talking about. Um, I agree with you on everything that uh, you said with Rager. You know, I think he's got a, a ton of talent, phenomenal player. I think he's going to easily be the Eagles one in the coming years and I think still be a probably at worst wide receiver two um, in the next couple of years. I think obviously the the – Limited amount of offseason coming in and everything is going to hurt him some this year. So I don't expect a lot out of him, but I, I do think he's really good. I agree with you on Perriman. We kind of mentioned him the other day that he's probably going to be the Jets one for most of the season. I mean, they, you're looking at Mims and I mean, Crowder too, obviously there. Herndon, they've got some good players, but nobody that's really 
got that much experience in this offense outside of Crowder. We don't, I don't think Mims is going to do much. I thought he was a little raw coming out of college anyways, and now no offseason. I, I don't see him starting much. So Perriman, we've seen him have, you know, some good games in uh, Tampa. He, he looked really good that, that year in uh, Cleveland with Baker right at the end of the season when they made some of those runs, had a great catch against your Denver Broncos for a touchdown. I was at that game. It was, it was a nice catch though. I mean, he's had some good games, so I would not be surprised if Perriman ends up being actually a really good fantasy asset this year. And I could see him being higher. Uh, and then uh, as Dennis mentioned, I've got uh, with Devo, I've got, Debo at 43, uh, and I agree with everything he said. It's mostly just injury for me and and some questions on Jimmy G on why I have him this low. So, Dennis, give us your next three. So, at uh, 43, I have John Brown, Preston Williams at 42, and Mike Williams at 40. Um, I struggled with this because in my gut, I feel like Mike Williams and Preston Williams both should be higher. But when I look at the guys, when I tried to move them up, I kept finding myself going, yes, they could have a better season than this guy, but the probability isn't as high as I would like. You know, there's a couple guys ahead of him. Deontay Johnson, for one. It, it, you know, I saw somebody tweet the other day that he, Deontay Johnson had a Dante Pettis kind of feel to him. I don't know if I buy that. I, I, but, you know, when you're looking and you're trying to figure out, well, who who goes down, who goes up? Uh, John Brown's going to be the number two in Buffalo. I think Josh Allen is going to try to throw the ball more. They're going to try to make him more efficient. Uh, I, I think that Cole Beasley is the one that's going to suffer with the addition of Stefan Diggs. That knocks Beasley down the, the pecking order. I think it's Diggs, then it's Brown. And, and then it's uh, Beasley and uh, the running back du jour fighting for targets at, at, at the three, four spot. Um, I love Preston Williams. Uh, I, I feel like he could just as easy be a wide receiver two as a wide receiver four. Um, but I got to see how that team shakes out. I like the things Brian Flores is doing, uh, but they've got a new offensive coordinator and Chan Gailey. Um, you know, we don't know. At what point this season is Tua going to take over? Will Tua take over? Um, Albert, you know, we talk a lot about with the running backs, you know, they they bring in these stud running backs, but these other guys aren't just going away. Well, you know, Albert Wilson and Alan Hearns aren't just going to step back and go, okay, you take it. You know, they're going to make Williams continue to fight for it, and they're going to make uh, Devontae Parker continue to fight for it. So that could cause some of the targets to get spread around a little more. We saw Gasecki take a big step last season. And if he continues to take a step, uh, you know, that could have some impact on Preston Williams. You know, Mike Williams, I, I think some of it comes down to the, you know, what, what's the, uh, I, that, I think it's going to be a conservative offense for the Chargers, uh, with, uh, until, Tyrod Taylor gives the reins over to Justin Herbert. Um, I, I think there's going to be some splash plays, but I feel like as much as I want Williams to be that, you know, 70 catch deep threat, uh, I don't think that's going to happen this year. He could have another great touchdown season, which will bump him way up. But I, right now I, I, I've got him sitting at 41. Matt, who do you got? 
All right, so 43, I got Will Fuller. You know, I think if he could stay healthy, you'd feel good about putting him up, you know, in the wide receiver two range. He, he seems to, when he's on the field, have an incredible connection with Watson and with Hopkins moving on, but I just don't trust him to stay in there. Christian Kirk, you know, a guy I want to like, you know, kind of some of the things you talked about. He's had some some good flashes. He's clearly not the one there. Larry Fitzgerald's still there. It's hard to imagine him, you know, having a, a great sustained role. So he gets bumped down for me. And then Deontay Johnson uh, at 41. I think Pittsburgh will have a better passing offense this year than they did uh, last year, I like Juju a lot this year, but I thought Johnson looked good, and um, I think he has a chance to be pretty solid uh, with a better all-around offense. Yeah, I was just looking at my ranks. I realized I don't have some of these guys ranked. I feel like I yeah. maybe missed out on I that. Don't, I don't have Debo Samuel ranked because of his injury and not being sure where he's coming back. You guys both have him in there. I don't. I don't have him. Yeah, I don't have uh, I don't have John Brown on here at all, and I, I just realized it. I probably should have. I didn't. I don't know why. I don't have a good reason, honestly, on why I left him off. So you know, once you get past wide receiver forty, then you start. You have to play a lot of what if games. Yeah. You know, well, what what's the potential versus what's the likely outcome? What have we seen? You know, because I don't have a, a, a any Raiders in my top forty eight. Yeah, neither do I. You know, they just I missed. Didn't, I almost didn't do it, but, you know, for as crappy and inconsistent as Tyrell Williams was last year, he still ended up at wide receiver 44 because of those touchdowns. And that was yeah. the thing that got me is someone's going to catch, like, six or seven touchdowns and work their way up there, even though you, you don't feel good or inclined to start them any particular week. Yeah, it, it was – it's just it, – it's one of those things where you, you kind of start struggling once you get past 40 – and you're you're playing a game of well, either or you know pick one and and somebody starts losing out. I just I've got two guys that the more I look at it, I feel it's a little bit glaring that I did. Because even though I've been very much not on the Deontay Johnson breakout year train, I still feel like he probably should be a top forty eight, and I didn't get him in there either. I, I left him out. I only have one Steeler in my in my top forty eight, so I think that's probably. Him and John Brown, I feel like I should have gotten them in there somewhere. I, Will Fuller's the other one, and I just I just can't trust him to be healthy. So I I, I think for me, I wouldn't even have him in my top forty eight. And got to prove to me he can stay healthy. Which, as Dennis has mentioned, it's got to happen one of these years. So maybe this is the year that he proves me wrong. Look, you took your betting on somebody staying healthy by putting Sterling Shepard on your list. I do not have he was him. At so. the bottom, though, he was at the bottom. Hey, and he, well, I think when you're talking about. 41 to 48, those are pretty fungible positions. Yeah. All right, so at 38 for me, I have Jamison Crowder. Uh, you know, I think he could be higher. I think we all kind of have him down here. I don't, Matt, did you have him down at the bottom? Or are you higher on him? Did you? Yeah, you, you've got him. Yeah, I'm a little higher, but not a ton higher, I don't think. So, um, I mean, we put in of, your defense, you're on vacation. So being higher is okay. Exactly. <laughs> Actually, we I went lower from the mountains to the sea level, so. But uh, we, we've all got him in the same area here. I, I actually think he could very much go higher with him being, as I just mentioned earlier, with Rashad Perriman, the only one that's been really in Adam Gase's offense for a full season, even though it's not a great offense. He's, he had a decent connection with Sam Darnold there in the back half of the season. 
Uh, and if he can stay healthy, I can see him easily being Darnold's number one go-to target. But health, and I do think Perriman eats in a little bit. I think Herndon's going to have a little bit of a resurgence, resurgence this year as well. It's going to kind of limit some of what Crowder can do, but I do like him this year. Uh, 39 out of Preston Williams. Uh, you know, it's just, it's really just, I want to see how well he bounces back from the health. I do think him and Fitzpatrick had a great connection uh, at times. And so I'd love to see that continue this year. Obviously, uh, once Tua gets in, I think Williams is really going to blow up. Uh, but it's just, I want to see the way he bounces back with health. And then Golden Tate, I was hoping to be the highest on him, but Matt, you got me by one. Uh, he's just been so consistent that I had to have him up here. I think Daniel Jones is, is really going to lean on him. He was still a top, I can't remember where he finished last year, but he was still a, a fantasy viable player last year, missing those four games because of the the quote-unquote steroid suspension or whatever it was. I know it has something to do with his uh, fertility stuff uh, to be with uh, uh, for him and his wife to have a child. Uh, so for the fact that he's produced there and there, he's never let us down really outside of the four game suspension last year. So I wanted him to be higher, and, and I just kind of settled him. But I, I like Tate a lot. I think he's got a lot of upside, especially in PPR. Format. He finished as forty five last year in PPR. And again, that was missing four games. So I think four. easily he could make up those five spots, get those four games, and they're with a hopefully improved Daniel Jones as well, moving into uh, into season two. Dennis, who do you have here at thirty eight, thirty nine, and forty? So. I have uh, Crowder at 40, uh, Deontay Johnson at 39, and Christian Kirk at 38. Uh, I feel like Crowder, is the he's the number one in, in New York. He's got the rapport with Darnold. He's going to get targets. Uh, I, he, he's just going to get the volume. He's not going to have a great yards per catch. Um, you know, but if he gets, you know, 90 receptions, for a thousand yards and six touchdowns, I don't think anybody else on on that Jets team uh, is is going to be able to compete with that. Uh, I don't. I, I'm not sure who the number two is there. It could it, it could be Perriman, but you know he comes on for a few games a, a couple times, but there's no consistency. Uh, I feel like with Perriman. It's it's more about uh, I, I project him more to be inconsistent like that to disappear for three or four games uh, at a time and it's going to end up being Crowder or Herndon. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if Lev Bell was second in receptions on the Jets this year. Um, Deontay Johnson, uh, you know Juju's going to move into the slot and it's going to be Deontay and uh, James Washington on the outside. I think that benefits Juju a lot. But I also think it, it benefits Deontay Johnson. He's going to get – I think he showed he's more reliable than James Washington. And so he's going to get that opportunity to uh, see those targets and do something with it. James Washington, uh, as much as I like him, he didn't make my top 48. Um, he's going to be the deep threat. He could end up with, with a big season with Ben coming back if that arm is good. And Christian Kirk, I think, is the number two target uh, – for the Cardinals, um, I, I almost feel like I got Kirk a little bit low, but I, him and Larry Fitzgerald, I think, are going to be relatively close in target numbers. Uh, but Larry just doesn't have a, a ton left in the tank when it comes to yards after the catch, and so I think Kirk is going to definitely outperform. You know, if if him and Fitzgerald get the same number of catches this year, uh, I fully expect Kirk to have, um, you know. A couple hundred more yards and maybe two or three more touchdowns. 
So I, I like Christian Kirk at, there at number 38. All right, Matt, what about you? So uh, this, this section hurts me a little bit because two of my favorite homeboys I had to put here. Uh, first off, C.D. Lamb at 40. You know how much I love C.D. Lamb. I just think it's going to be a little rookie learning curve. He's got two other great receivers uh, there with him, or as Matt would say, two other receivers anyway. I know. Michael Gallup is good. Um, you know, and I, I, I think he's going to have a good season, but I couldn't really justify putting him up higher. I have those other two guys up a little higher on this list. Golden Tate, it's a lot of the same things you've talked about. I'm actually not a a shepherd believer. So the two giants that I went with pretty closely bunched together in here, Slayton and uh, Tate here. And then I love Preston Williams. I'm very excited to see what he does. I actually think we're going to get a lot of Fitzmagic this year because of this offseason, because they don't want to risk anything with Tua Tagovailoa because they want him as their franchise quarterback. And this was actually a fun team to watch with Fitzmagic last year. I think Preston Williams, you know, he but he's working back from that ACL injury, only played half a year last year. So, um, you know, I have high hopes for him. But, again, it, you know, looking at some of the other guys, this is where I, I thought was a good place for him. Yeah, I was actually kind of surprised to be the highest on, on C.D. Lamb. I thought for sure you'd have him higher. I mean, not much higher. And and, and I agree with you on the, the Giants thing. I actually have all three on here. I'm, I'm really all in on the Giants offense. I think they're going to throw the ball a fair amount. Again, I have them all kind of grouped together. Shepard being the lowest because I do think it's – I think it's because you spent so much time in Dallas. Your love for Jason Garrett runs so deep oh, in the subconscious. That so deep. Yes, uh, absolutely. I don't have a problem with him. I really don't. It, He's I good as an offensive coordinator as long as he doesn't have to like run the game. Yeah. And, hey, I like it because he's a run-first coach, and I own a lot of shares of Saquon Barkley. So mm-hmm. I'm all for Jason Garrett going to the Giants. All right, so 35 here, I have Mike Williams. You guys, uh, I believe both have already talked about him. Uh, I, I am just a little bit higher on him. I think he's going to get some more touchdowns. And and if he can kind of hopefully stay healthy, I know he's played most of the games, but he's been dealing with that back and other injury issues the past couple of years. If he can stay fully healthy, I think he's going to be a, a better fantasy asset than he has been. 35 is not great, uh, but, I mean, I just think that also speaks to how good Keenan Allen and Hunter Henry are. Uh, and I, as a, as both of you mentioned, I don't see Tyrod airing it out a lot. I do think it's going to be somewhat of a, a conservative offense. Got Darius Slayton there at 36. I wanted to move him up so much higher. I just don't – I couldn't. There's so many – there's a couple guys. Like I think I could have moved him around 30 where I've got a couple guys so it's not much higher than where I have him now. But uh, I just I liked what he showed last year with Daniel Jones. I think he could really have a good season. Uh, this is kind of where he fell for me. Uh, and then I got C.D. Lamb here at 37, so not much higher than you, Matt, just a couple spots. Uh, but then, as you mentioned it earlier, we talked about it yesterday on the podcast. You know, there's 80 targets from each, Randall Cobb and Jason Witten, that have got vacated with them leaving. I don't believe in Blake Jarwin. I think he's a jag at the tight end position. I don't think he gets much. I think C.D. Lamb probably gets closer to 90 than a, to 100 targets because I think Amari Cooper is going to lose some of those targets, as Dennis mentioned. I think Gallup and C.D. Lamb are going to be the top two on that team. I do like, though, uh, them possibly moving Cooper into the slot. I actually think that'd be a great place for him to play. He's going to drop a lot of balls with the ball coming at him as fast as it, as it will be. They're playing in the slot role, but he's he. I think he could be at your mouth. <laughs> you know, I can't. I can't wait for uh, Zeke and Amari Cooper to come on here, and Dennis and I are just going to sit back and watch them tear into you and Tony. Whoa, I love Zeke. Me and Zeke are friends. Zeke's, Zeke's not after you. 
He's oh, after yeah. it. Well, I'll have. He's Tom. after our friend that said that he wasn't worth the money because he's I will have continued to fall off. Now, when Amari comes on all strangely loose, now I won't lose connection. I'll tell him to his face he's got brick hands. He's got brick hands. I mean, studs. Not, I'm not saying he's a bad wide receiver. He's a top 15-ish wide receiver in the NFL. But he's just got brick hands, you know? That's all it is. But anyways. Don't worry, Amari. Uh, so, CeeDee Lamb, I just, I think he's going to have a really good year. I do think he's going to, he's clearly going to be the third at least this year. I do think it's going to be Cooper Gallup, CeeDee Lamb. But with the targets that were vacated, we saw last year how much Kellen Moore wanted to throw the ball compared to running, uh, which I think is obviously what hurts Zeke's value as well. Uh, and so I think Lamb's going to get his fair share of targets. And he's got really good hands. And he does a lot after the catch that I think even if he's only getting 90 to 100, I, I could easily see him catching. I mean, I don't know what's a what's a good percentage. Eighty nine percent of his balls, and that's a lot, that's a lot of catches. Uh, but I think he could easily easily be a really good receiver for them. I expect a lot of upside for Ceedee Lamb, even with the with the shortened offseason. So, Dennis, who do you have here for your next three? Well, I, I was just looking at, at reading up on yours as you were talking about Cooper, and uh, yeah, I feel like I would be remiss to point out that you don't have Cooper in your top forty eight. Amari Cooper. No, I have him in here somewhere. I don't. <laughs> He's you don't have him at all? He's meant to be in here. Oh I'll figure out where I was supposed to have him. But you guys continue. Go ahead and and, uh, and uh, talk about your next three. I'll figure out where I was supposed to have him. So coming up next for me are a couple Texans, uh, Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks. You know, Brandon Cooks, is uh, last year was the worst season of his career. Uh, I think the Rams kind of fell apart a little bit, and uh, it, it reflected in his game. He kind of got phased out. But he had, what did he have, four or five 1,000-yard seasons to start his career? Yeah. It's not like he just forgot how to play football. So with with the departure of uh, DeAndre Hopkins, leaving behind 140-some-odd targets, 150 targets, uh, I have Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks like right back to back. Uh, I feel like Cooks is going to catch more passes. Fuller's going to get more yardage. But they're the top two guys on that team. I think Cobb will work out of the slot. He'll get some production. Um, I'm betting on Fuller to have, have his first fully healthy year. I guess it's a little a little bit of a misnomer when you look at his season last year. I think he played in 15 games. He just missed parts of a bunch of them being dinged up. Uh, and then Darius Slayton, I got him at 35. And, you know, I feel like he's going to be the the wide receiver one in, in New York there. Uh, he's got – he established a really good chemistry with Daniel Jones last year. He's the downfield threat. Uh, he, he has a well-rounded game. I really like Slayton to break out this year. Um I, you know, I don't. If he finishes as a wide receiver too, I'm not going to be the least bit surprised. Yeah, and it, it was 150 targets for DeAndre Hopkins. I looked it up for you. The other thing I was going to say, Matt, I just looked it up. Blake Jarwin actually had 41 of his own targets last year, so he definitely not going to go up to 120 targets. Yeah, yeah. He, I, I would imagine he's going to get 50 or 60. So. I mean, so you take what an extra, even if you take an extra forty 
off of, say, Wittens. That still leaves you those 40 extra plus the 80 that Cobb lost. I think I think Zeke will see a little bit up in catches as well. He's kind yeah. of gone down a little bit. But even yeah. then, I, I still – He had 71 targets last year. That's so what I was looking. I was like, I think, you know, Zeke might get more. And I'm like, oh, maybe it's Tony Pollard. Yeah. I mean, I, I just I, – I can't see – in unless they go – more to a run-based offense, I can't see how C.D. Lamb doesn't get close to 100. Because, I mean, some of those will probably go to Gallup as well. Yeah. And Gallup, well, Gallup had 114 last year. Amari had 119. So, I mean, what? Well, here's the problem, though. One thing, I guess, would, and I don't know how much better the Dallas Cowboys defense will be, that was probably part of the biggest issue, though, was that their defense was not as good as it had been the past couple of years. So they were also – in more like shootouts than they have been the past couple of years, which is another reason why they probably leaned on Zeke as much. But again, when you play crappy teams like the Dolphins and then you can still barely beat them and you're having to throw the entire game, you know, it, some of that will come down, I think, a little bit. I don't think they're going to be. Here's add. the thing like, you know, what did you say Chicago's targets were like 560 or something? Yeah, Dal- Dallas's targets were 576. It's not like they were incredibly out of balance. I think looking actually at the vacated targets yeah. and who was there last year, maybe I, maybe you're right. I am too low. And maybe all three of those receivers could pull 120 targets because they threw 570 times last year. Zeke had 71. Even if he went up a little bit, Jarwin had 41. while Witten had 83. Even if you project the tight end at 85, you could easily have three receivers at 120 targets. Yeah, hey, I don't, I don't disagree. That's why I've got Lamb up here. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes higher. For me, it's there's so many guys like fuck. I I, just, I left Amari Cooper off my list, and not purposely either. Like I left not. No, my, like, it, it was wasn't so consciously. Bad. You didn't do yeah. it consciously. Well, you, Your you know, subconscious was like, I won't lie about that. No, I know where. Your I subconscious have is like Nicole Hardman, Amari Cooper. I know where I meant to have him, and Dennis is one spot higher than him on mine, so I'll get that corrected. We won't be able to talk about him today. So, uh, I'll go back now to my yeah. three that I forgot. So I have Crowder. We, we kind of talked about him. I He was actually wide receiver 26 in PPR last year. I, yeah. I didn't even realize how I was looking, so this might actually be low. Sanders, maybe I like him a little more uh, than you guys do. I like that New Orleans passing offense, I just think he's a really dynamic player. I have a lot of love for him. He made my top 30 countdown of favorite Broncos as I've been going through during the summer, too. And then Slayton, uh, you know, feels like kind of what Dennis said. He could be volatile. He could be the number one for New York. He could end up a lot higher on this list. It's kind of hard to tell. They have such a good running back and a running back who can catch passes. What exactly the split's going to be between those three receivers and Evan Ingram? During the two games, he's healthy. All right. So next three for me, and I'm pretty sure I'm the highest on on one of the guys here. But uh, so Brandon Cooks for me at 32, and Marvin Jones at 33, and then I got Curtis Samuel at 34. Uh, I've been all in on this Panthers offense, so I'm going to keep it rolling. Uh, I think Samuel is is going to be the perfect player here for Teddy Bridgewater, right there in the short area. That's that's the way Joe Brady likes. So that's why. Justin Jefferson was so good for the uh, for the LSU Tigers last year. I could easily see Samuel playing in that role. DJ Moore is a stud, and he's going to get the best coverages. I just think Samuel's going to have a really good year this year. I think CMC's going to take a step back some in targets uh, as well. Marvin Jones, I feel like this is – I feel like I'm underrating him because he always comes and produces as like a wide rec- low-end wide receiver one or high-end wide receiver two every single year when he's healthy. 
Uh, but I, I couldn't move him up anymore. Uh, if he stays healthy and Stafford stays healthy, obviously he could easily blow this ranking out of the water. Uh, this is where I've got him. And then Brandon Cooks just echoing, echoing everything Dennis said earlier. I think his only worry for me is the concussions. If he can stay healthy, he's clearly going to be the guy because uh, Will Fuller is going to play three games, blow out his hamstring, come back in week 11, play two games, and blow out his other hamstring. So it's going to be all Cooks. Uh, I do think – I wish I could remember his name now – Isaiah Coulter is going to be a nice little player for them as well. I know that's a Dennis's guy. Uh, he, I think he could be a really good player for them as well at coming out of the slot. But I like Cooks a lot. I think just if he can hopefully stay healthy. Concussions are a scary thing to begin with. Don't wish that on anybody. If he can stay healthy and everything, I think Cooks could have a really good year. And he's a, a steal in drafts. I think his ADP is even lower than, than wide receiver 32 uh, in most startups. Go ahead, Dennis. It's all you. So for me next, oops, I lost you. You're 32. Oh, yeah, I, I have Michael Gallup at 32. Uh, again, like I said when I was talking about C.D. Lamb, those three guys, Gallup, Lamb, and, and Cooper, are all going to be in that 100 to 125 uh, target range. Um, I, I do like Cooper still to, to lead them in targets, possibly in catches. Uh, Marquise Brown, you know, if, if we knew for sure that Baltimore was going to have a higher volume passing offense, Marquise Brown would move up so much. He'd move up so fast and so far. It's not even funny. We know Andrews is going to get a ton of targets. That's what he does. He's the tight end. He's the de facto number one on that team. But Hollywood Brown is a field stretcher that catches the ball, can do a lot of different things. Uh, I feel like I, I feel like I'm low on him, and, and I, I just want to echo the things you said about Marvin Jones. He's been relatively consistent, though he he does have a little bit of a history with injuries. And the the one downside for me with Marvin Jones is he might ha- he might turn in. You know, a 75, 1100 yard, seven touchdown season. But one of those games that year is going to be a four touchdown game. It, it's, he's going to, he has a couple games where he just explodes and it creates, you know, I, 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 I don't have Bob Lund's consistency profile in front of me, but I would dare say Marvin probably is a little lower on the totem pole. I, I love what he brings to the table. With Matt Stafford and the explosiveness, playing opposite Kenny Galladay, he's always going to get the number two corner, uh, so that the opportunity is there for him. Uh, I love Marvin Jones uh, at thirty-four. I think he's a steal. All right, so, so you know Brandon Cooks, uh, kind of in the middle of a pack with you guys. He probably the number one for Houston. Uh, you know, I thought about whether I should put him higher, but he ends up here. Uh, Marquise Brown, I feel I have him at 32. A lot of things kind of Dennis talked about. I think he's their best wide receiver, but he's not their top option on offense. Their top pass, you know, their top receiving option seems to be Mark Andrews. Their top two options are to give it to Mark Ingram or to let Lamar Jackson run. So, um, you know, I just don't know the volumes there. And, you know, 33, I have A.J. Green. He signed his franchise tender today. He seems set that he's going to come play. 
Makes me a little nervous. We didn't said he wanted to play four year. more years and retire as a Bengal. That's yeah. A- uh, you know, we, had, we hadn't seen him play at all last year, but they franchise tagged him for a reason. You know, Zach Taylor was definitely watching him work out and stuff, and there was a reason they wanted to keep him. I struggled a lot with, you know, what you, we've seen him be an incredibly dynamic player when healthy. I think he's a little bit past that. Uh, so this felt like the right kind of, I guess, hedge. Yeah, I don't. I really don't have him much higher than you. You're about to see him right here for me. So I've got him at 29, and, uh, you know, I agree with everything you just said uh, on green. I think the biggest thing, I think he could have come back last year, if I'm remembering correctly. I think yeah. a lot of them just didn't want to rush him back because I think they had wanted to bring him back. I, I do think it's cool that he didn't come out and say that. Mm-hmm. That he wants to play for a couple more years, or whatever, and be with the Bengals. I, I do like when players like commit fully to a team like that, and then kind of want to play. Once he, we don't see it that often. I mean, even the great Peyton Manning got pushed out of Indianapolis and had to go play for Denver. Now we've seen it with Tom Brady as well. So I do think it's cool when players live out there. But uh, AJ Green, I, I still think he's a, he could easily be a wide receiver too. Uh, I, I've got him five spots out of that. I could easily see him jumping up in there. He's got the talent. Even with the lower body injuries, I still think he's going to be a really good player. And having a guy like Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins on that team is only going to help him some, I think. Uh, and having a quarterback like Joe Burrow as well, who who has like some of the best anticipation throwing uh, quarterback skill that I've seen in a while. Uh, so I've got Parker here at thirty. I just didn't know what to think with Parker. I was try. I, I guess the best way to put it, I kind of hedged a little bit. Like obviously he had a really good year last year, but he didn't do shit for the four years before that. So I was kind of like I didn't know which one to buy into. So I've just kind of got him here. I think, again, with Preston Williams emerging more as well, I think Parker is really going to finish closer to this area than than higher because I think Williams is going to take a step forward. And then I got Marquise Brown here, uh, not much higher than you guys, and I'm with everything you guys said. I think he's going to get you those games, kind of like what Dennis was just mentioning with Marvin Jones, maybe not four touchdown games, but he's going to get you those two touchdowns on like five catches and 190 yards or some shit like that because of, he's going to break those big plays like he did against the Dolphins uh, in week one. Uh, but I don't see him being consistent, and I, that's where I think is what's going to drop him down here into this like wide receiver free range. What do you got, Dennis? So uh, I have Devontae Parker at 31. Uh, it's It's a – you know, his splits with and without Preston Williams, there, there's – Certainly some cause for concern there. Williams was definitely trending as the one, and then he got injured, and then Parker stepped up. Uh, it looks great, feels great, but what it tells me is that Miami is still a little bit unsure with what they have with him because, you know, if, if he was that good, why wasn't he that good the first eight games when Williams was healthy? Um, I, I like Parker. I want I want to – uh, it wouldn't surprise me if he ended up as a wide receiver too, but I, I just I, I have reason for pause. Uh, part of it is I don't know what's going to happen. You know, when are they going to change quarterbacks? They're going to at some point. I, you know, you don't draft to a uh, nowadays. You don't draft a quarterback uh, at at number six to sit him on your bench for one or two years. So. Uh, two is going to be in there at some point, and much like I mentioned with Preston uh, before, I, I have I have concerns about how the targets are going to be distributed. 
the same thing kind of with Cam going to New England, you know, I've seen speculation on Twitter that they don't think, you know, that, that it's possible Cam doesn't even win the job. Uh, I think that's ridiculous. I definitely think Cam is going to uh, come out of the training camp as the starter in New England. Um, I don't know for sure what that means. Uh, we, we've seen him in the past be Superman. Uh, but we've also seen him, uh, not be able to throw the ball. And so it, it's, it's definitely going to be, uh, something to keep an eye on. Edelman is going to be the, the target hog up there. Uh, that's just the role he plays and he'll, he'll get plenty of targets regardless of who the quarterback is. But I feel like Belichick is looking at this season. And it's going to be a defensive season, and it's going to be a grind it, slow the, shorten the game, run game, keep keep the chains moving. Is you, you know they're not taking shots. So, and then I have Tyler Boyd at twenty nine. He's going to be playing out of the slot with AJ Green back, and I think he's just going to get he he's going to be a target vacuum. You know, you talked about Justin Jefferson playing out of the slot. Uh, uh, with Joe Burrow and Tyler Boyd stepping into that, uh, you know, it could it could be bonafide gold. Uh, just a preview. I I have AJ Green at twenty eight, so I feel like him and Boyd are going to be pretty evenly split. Um, and it wouldn't if if Joe Burrow ends up being everything th- that we think he is, I I could see. Um, a Godwin Evans season out of Boyd and Green. But I can also see him finishing as wide receiver, uh, you know, 28 and 29. Yeah. So for mine, you know, I have Boyd in the same position as you. I struggled with, you know, him and A.J. Green. At one point I had Green uh, as the highest and kind of kind of moved it back. I like them both. I think they'll be close. Michael Gallup, I think he's going to be great. Um you know, I wanted to put him higher, but I just couldn't see a place where he fit. And then I'm sure I'm probably the lowest of the three of us on DJ Shark. I I think he's fine. Uh, I'm not a huge believer in Jacksonville being a competent offense. Not sure their offensive coordinator is going to be able to stay with them into the season after yesterday's uh, just disgusting news story from Washington because uh, Jay Gruden is in. Uh, Jacksonville, for the time being, uh, if I was Shad Khan, I, I might think about, you know, just making a change, putting some distance. Uh, you really don't want to go into the season being associated with sex parties. Um, so, and I'm not a huge believer in Minshew. I think Jacksonville could end up having the worst record in the league. So, you know, Shark, just outside of uh, wide receiver two territory, uh, felt like the right place to put him. Well, since I won't get to talk about DJ Chark today, because I am the highest on him, uh, while I don't disagree with what you said in Jacksonville, probably being the worst team and their offense uh, not being good, uh, their offense wasn't really good last year, and Chark was still unbelievable. Uh, Would have had even better year. I think he missed the last two games, or I know he missed at least a game last year. I think he's just a really good wide receiver. I, I don't, I don't care how bad that offense is going to be. That that Joris wearing motherfucker in Gardner Minshew is going to force the ball to DJ Chark and he's going to make things happen. So I won't get to talk about him, but I'll, I'll definitely profess my love for him 
on our next wide receiver episodes. I have him just a little bit higher than Dennis, but uh, I have him the highest out of everybody. So for me at 26, I've got Tyler Lockett. I just don't know what to think with either one of these Seattle guys. I'm bigger believer in Metcalf than I am Lockett, which is why I ranked him uh, a little bit higher uh, than I did Lockett. Uh, Lockett, uh, I don't know. I really don't have a good reason to have him here, if I'm going to be honest. I mean, he was – up until the injury last year, he was good. I thought it was fairly funny. We were talking about it. I remember talking about it on the podcast with Matt when we were doing the uh, the recap stuff. It was like every odd week, uh, every odd week he scored a touchdown, and then the even weeks he didn't up until he got hurt, which I thought was uh, was really interesting. I could see that happening again. Obviously, we'll see if they rely more on on the run, which I don't think they will at least until Carson's fully healthy, although I do like Carlos Hyde. That's why I took him late and got fishbowl. Uh, but I think Lockett, just, I just think DK Metcalf is going to be better. Uh, Tyler Borner, 27. I agree with what you said on him. Uh, just read the hashtag. It's technically on vacation. That's where you I get the decaf comments. Yeah, decaf. I need to take some decaf. So a long day. And then uh, Julian Edelman here at 28, kind of what Dennis was saying. Uh, you know, I would love to have him higher. He's been like a top 12 wide receiver. I'm pretty sure what feels like the past decade with Tom Brady. Uh, but I just don't know how much more Cam's going to get him the ball. Uh, Cam, I definitely think, is also going to run the ball a little bit more. Uh, so I've got Edelman drop down here a little bit because his biggest, I think, contribution has been how many catches he gets every game. I swear, it's like he averaged 10 catches a game. Uh, with Brady, and I don't see that happening. So his PPR points there alone will drop back down. Uh, but I could easily see him finishing up at like the 20 to 15 range without a doubt. But I kind of just dropped him here as there's other guys I like better. So Dennis, who do you – oh, wait. Did I already talk about AJ Green? I did. Never mind. Go ahead, Dennis. It's all you. Well, I have AJ Green at, at 28. I mentioned him when I was talking about uh, – uh, Tyler Boyd, I, I feel like it's going to be a fairly even split when it comes to production be- between those two. And then at 27, I got T.Y. Hilton. Uh, I, I think he's he, he's going to be – he's still uh, the wide receiver one in Indianapolis. Uh, with that offensive line, hopefully they can keep Phillip Rivers upright uh, long enough to – uh, make use of his noodle arm, keep him healthy. I I, I feel like Hilton has is going to have plenty of opportunity if he can stay healthy. And then I come in at twenty six with DK Metcalf. Um, the concern is with Metcalf. It it, it, it the concern is Pete Carroll. You know they we keep we keep hearing oh they're going to turn Russell Wilson loose. You know, and then their bottom half in pass attempts and leading the league in rush attempts. And, and Metcalf, well, he, he clearly uh, outperformed what I expected from him last year. Um, he, he still has a long way to go to be good at the position overall. He does some things exceptionally well, and there's some things that, uh, they didn't even use him at it all because he, he just wasn't good at him. Is he working on those things? Is he getting better at those things? Can he get better at those things at, you know, 6'3 and 240? Uh, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. Um, I definitely think that, uh, you know, his ceiling is Julio Jones. So 
we'll, we'll see if he can reach that. You know, uh, I like the kid as a prospect, uh, but Pete Carroll sort of puts me in that position to 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 worry a little bit about his opportunity. All right. So for me, at uh, 28, I have decaf. I'm just going to make that stick. Um, I feel like that's our chance to bring in a player. Uh, he was uh, wide receiver 33 in PPR last year, as Dennis noted, not the highest volume passing offense. I don't have incredible confidence. They're going to be a lot higher. Um, I like Metcalf. If he jumps over Lockett, you know, I could see him going higher right now. I kind of have him in their same, uh, you know, with Lockett being a little bit better. Um, he's not very much higher on this. Um, and then I have Jarvis Landry. Um, I like him a lot. I think Cleveland's going to be a better team. I also think they are a good running team, um, which is why I have both OBJ and Landry down a little bit because I think they'll also pass to Kareem Hunt. I think they'll also pass to their two tight ends. And I think they're going to be a great running team. You know, I had Chubb up there in the, the top, uh, top 10 running backs. So I think that will uh, limit, you know, maybe some of the upside for receivers. They should also have a pretty decent defense. Um, so maybe it's a little bit of me thinking they're going to be a better team. Uh, and then I have Marvin Jones as my kind of last guy there. Marvin Jones had 91 targets last year and actually finished as, I was just looking at it. Um, he had 91 targets despite the fact that he only played in 13 games and half those games were with uh, Jeff Driscoll and I can't even remember who their other backup quarterback behind Stafford. I think uh, Stafford, you know, being back, they'll have a pretty robust pass offense. He and Galladay seem to be kind of the big guys there. So that's why I slotted him in. All right. So then this is actually where we're going to we're going to cut it today. We'll finish up with our top wide receiver, uh, like right on the tier of wide receiver two right there, 24. And we'll, we'll kind of kick off the rest of them uh, next week. So I've got uh, Michael Gallup and Calvin Ridley here uh, for me. So Michael Gallup, I'm, I'm the highest on Gallup. Uh, I'm just going to we've already talked a lot about the Cowboys offense. I just think he's going to take a step forward. You know, I've mentioned it many a time. Uh, Mostly in jest, uh, but I do think him and CeeDee Lamb are better than Amari Cooper, and I think Gallup's going to take a big step forward this year. We saw it last year, and then he got hurt, and I really think that kind of the stunt to where he went, even though he still got, I think, Matt, you mentioned like 100 and something. Like a 114. 114. 114. I know it was at least three. Was it four games that he missed? He missed quite a few games. It's okay. You're the highest on Gallup, but clearly the lowest on Cooper since you didn't even put him in. Oh, he's in here. He's a few spots higher. Uh, and then Calvin Ridley. And then Ridley was the hardest for me to rank. I, I'm the lowest on him. Uh, he was really good last year, and I think he could be just as good as he was last year. I just Gallup, really, Gallup played 14 games, 113 targets. Okay. Uh, so I, I just – there's too many people ahead of him, including not having Amari Cooper on here. So I was just like I had to – I just kept moving him down more and more because there's other guys that I trust more. So that's why Ridley ended up here at 25 for me. Uh, Dennis, who are your last two guys for today? Well, I, Stefan Diggs is my wide receiver 25. You know, he's going to be the wide receiver one in Buffalo. Um, he, he's a deep threat. He's a good route runner. Uh, he's not afraid to go over the middle. Um, he, he's definitely 
going to outproduce John Brown and Cole Beasley. Uh, uh, I, I don't have any concern about that. And then I have Jarvis Landry at 24. Uh, I, I feel like Cleveland, while they're going to run the ball a lot this year, after Landry and OBJ, you know, I, I don't have the faith in uh, Hollywood Higgins that you do. And I certainly don't have the faith in Donovan Peoples-Jones. So it drops off pretty quickly uh, after OBJ and Landry when it comes to the Cleveland wide receivers. So Landry, will, you know, he'll play from the slot most of the time uh, if they're in three wide. And he's going to get lots of targets. He's not going to have the yardage, um, the yards per reception that OBJ has. But I've, I'm not going to be – a, a bit surprised if uh, Landry leads the team in catches and OBJ leads the team in yards. So that's that's what it looks like it'll play out. I'm gonna have to stop making fun of you for leaving Cooper out because you love big <laughs> When I was working out at the airport, I erased him somewhere because I was gonna move him down, and I wondered why I got at the bottom. I was like, well, I guess I'll pick a Raider. I probably would have had Diggs, right? He should have been right in this range. but That's right. Um, 23 now because they can't see what's above that. Like, I'm just no, going to plug in no, no. with my ranking. It's just going to be that player that I have at 17 and Amari Cooper because that's where I'm meant to have Amari Cooper. Just to, so, just- uh, co-25s for me will be Devontae Parker and Stephon Diggs then uh, because, I, you know, I – I, I like Dennis's argument about Diggs. I think he's going to be the one in Buffalo, but how high volume pass offense they have a lot of receivers. Uh, Parker, uh, you know, he could be a lot lower. He, I liked what I saw last year. He did seem to have a connection with Fitzmagic. I think Preston Williams may be a little slow coming back off that knee injury, um, but I guess we'll have to see. And then Hilton, I I actually think Rivers is going to be decent for them. I think they're going to be a decently competitive team. He's still their best wide receiver. So just right there on the cusp of wide receiver too. All right. So that's going to do it for us today. Uh, you will see us back again live in two weeks, a week, a week and a couple days. Uh, you won't see us live next week at all. We've uh, Monday the 27th. Yeah, Monday the 27th. There we go. Although, there's been something that I've been forgetting to add is since we have uh, a couple of viewers on here, I'll throw it out there because we completely forgot about this. Uh, we're still looking to fill up our listener league. Uh, so if you guys have any interest, uh, you can hit any of us up on Twitter. Uh, you know, you can win a shirt, one of these shirts, uh, one of our rookie shirts, anything else. If you guys win the league, uh, we're trying to fill a couple of spots. We've kind of dropped the ball on that one a little bit, and we're getting closer to the season, so we probably need to hurry up and uh, get it full. But uh, I'll be on vacation next week. I'll finally get to possibly meet this guy, which uh, yep. will – week from today. Before I met him, which is going to be very interesting. But, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll – uh, It'll be fun. Uh, we've obviously we'll have the podcast dropping. Do we week. have time to get matching shirts with Dennis's face on it for the for the Twitter? I don't know. That's, that's a good question. I'm sure we can make it happen. <laughs> All right, but uh, again, thanks guys for tuning in. And uh, you guys, have, have Matt, as Matt mentioned, you'll see us live again on the 27th. Right on. Have a good one. Prepare for glory. I don't know if you got your popcorn ready. Do you got your popcorn ready? I came out the wall wide already. And he's hit the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown. <laughs>
Thomas head. They can't jump with me. Golly! Oh, they tackle them the point line. Who can make a play? I can. Who can make a play? I can. <laughs>